Hey, welcome to They Should Have Told Us podcast, a podcast serving life lessons that our parents should have told us. I'm your host, Ty, and let's get this on the road. You know, this is pretty exciting because this is actually the first episode that I'm going to drop. Um, it's kind of been a long time coming. Last spring, I recorded some episodes. They were a little longer, more into the 30, 35 minute range. And I really wanted to kind of revamp and go with something that was shorter because I feel like you guys can get all the information uh, in 15 minutes and, you know, you still have the rest of your day. So a lot of people, you know, that have been asking, you know, Tyler, when are you going to drop something? When are you going to put something out? Oh, I thought you had a podcast. Well, you know what? Here it is. Here's the first episode. So hope you guys like it. Um, Have some good content for you guys and at the end of the day, I'm never going to put out something that doesn't move me because I know if it doesn't move me, it will not move you guys either. So here we go. Check it out. First episode. All right. So when I started creating this segment list for this season of the podcast, one thing that really stood out to me that I wanted to cover was first time home buy. You know, I, th- I think there's a lot that, you know, are that people don't really know about first time home buying that could really help them in the process. I know even myself when I was going through it, it was just a lot that, you know, I was learning on the way. I was also calling friends and kind of getting their input and, you know, they were kind of helping me structure these deals. So now that I'm more, you know, versed in first time home buying, you know, I think it's a great topic to start off with. So I actually called one of my friends uh, who actually lives in L.A., he went to Georgetown. He produced a documentary that was actually picked up by Fox. So a really smart guy. His name's Mike Minahan. He was actually hanging out with one of our good friends, Pete, who lives in Pittsburgh. And I got to, you know, hear their impressions of first time home buying and, and really what they know about first time buying, right? So before we even get into uh that phone conversation that I had with them. This is your guys' disclosure right here, right? So full disclosure, if I call you, you know, this is your disclosure that you are on They Should Have Told Us Podcast. So I don't want to hear, oh, I didn't know I was going to be on They Should Have Told Us Podcast, or I I didn't know about this. Oh my God, there was no disclosure. No, this is your disclosure right here. So I'm just going to hop into that phone call that, me and Mike had, and and let you guys listen. Bro. Yes, right now. This is the first episode right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Right. What do you guys know about first-time home buy? Bro, nothing. You kidding me? I don't even have a savings account. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what the you doing? Is it like yeah. the other line, dude? Oh, Pete, what do you know? What do you know about first time home buying, bro? Absolutely nothing. All right, cool. That's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start. All right, well. Terrible start. Say what? Sounds like we're doing terrible so far. Well, you know what? That's why you should tune into this podcast. There you go. Nice. There you go. All right, well, you know what? I appreciate you guys' insight. Um, Yeah. Very insightful. Black arrow. So clearly there's a lot that we can learn about first time home buying. If you're feeling like Mike and Pete, don't worry. I got you covered. But before we actually get into the topic of first time home buying, I think it's best that we take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. 
So here we go. All right, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> there are no sponsors yet. We don't have any sponsorship. Uh, it's gonna be silent, dead quiet. Uh, one day maybe we might have some sponsors. So since we don't have any, let's just hop right into the topic. Welcome to They Should Have Told Us podcast, podcast serving life lessons that our parents should have told us. I'm Ty. I'm here with Calvin. Calvin is one of my good friends. Uh, he works in real estate. He has a great knowledge and a big background in real estate as well. Calvin works on the lending side. Calvin, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So I wanted to bring you on for this episode because with your lending background, but also you've purchased a home uh, recently as well. So I just wanted to sit down and kind of talk to you about you know, some of your experiences, some of my experiences, and how can we actually help people achieve that goal of purchasing their first property as well. So tip number one that we have for you guys, there's a big myth that you have to put down 20% on a mortgage. Not true. Know, myself I put down five percent you know you don't have to put down 20 percent I think that was a big thing that you know a lot of times people told you growing up you need 20 percent and it really keeps people out of home buying because they think they have to put down 20 percent I definitely agree with that it was a time where even in high school I used to be looking up homes and I'm I'm looking at homes that's three hundred thousand three right <laughs> looking at that price packing <laughs> in that mortgage yeah. so I, I got a <laughs> noodles for two years before I'm actually able to afford it off of my salary to purchase exactly. 350. Uh, but with the programs that's out there as far as first time home buyers program, where you're able to get funds that they help you purchase your home. It's also sellers assist that you're able to ask for where even though you can put down three and a half percent, whatever, 5%, you may not actually have to come out of your own pocket. That's so true. Tip number two is definitely look into programs uh, in your area that can help you with your loan. So whether it's helping you with closing calls, helping you with putting money down right away, or helping you with you know rebuilding your house. So look into those programs as well. Because those programs are going to make a difference when you're looking to purchase that first home. A lot of people say, hey, I'm not set in life. I don't want to purchase a home. I'm not making 60, 70, or $80,000, but that may actually work in your benefit when it comes to those programs. A lot of the programs that me and my wife were looking at, we couldn't qualify for because you have two incomes, and when your income is after a certain threshold, you don't qualify. Um, but if you're a single family and you're using only your income, that's going to work to your advantage, definitely for your first property, where you're able to get that assistance to where it makes your um, your deposit down even less than what you're looking at. So tip number four, look into different loan options that best fit you. Some of the loan options that you might see out there are FHA, conventional, VA loan option, 203K option. You can kind of talk about those as well. Okay. So what we used was a conventional loan where you can put down 3% based off of your credit score, 580 or above that 3% down to your home, FHA, which is the government loan, 580 credit score or more, where you're able to put down 3.5%. So it lowers that that ballpark to that, that down payment figure. So that less you have to put down, even though you're putting down less than the normal 20%, you do have to pay that PMI insurance, which is the private mortgage insurance. But you are able to put down less of a deposit to not put down that full 
And that's major as well because after you move in, there's a lot of little expenses that start to add up, right? Uh, the little expenses are the ones that you just don't see and they, they just start adding up. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is not have that liquid cash on hand as well. Agree. So tip number four is definitely, you know, shop around your mortgage rates. Totally important um, because you want to make sure that you're getting the best rate for you and you're getting the best offer as well. And what were you told when, when you first heard about the whole shopping around? So I was in the market for probably about a year and I went to a couple of people before I ended up going with the guy that I went with and I didn't feel comfortable with the people before. Um, a lot of them, they were trying to charge me for a credit check and I was like, you know, this guy over here is not trying to charge me at all. Um, so I, I really, I, I would say, you know, make sure you feel comfortable with the people that, you know, you're shopping around with. And then another good tip is, you know, you don't have to get multiple hard inquiries on your credit. Uh, once you have one, when you're shopping around for a mortgage, you can shop around for 30 days and not get multiple hard inquiries with your credit as well. I definitely agree with that. Um, I figure you, you, you have a lot of real estate agents out here that tell you, um, I have a lender, use my lender, just go through my lender because exactly. it's an easier process or use my title company. It's an easier process. But that may not also always be the best option for you. When you shop around, you get different rates. A lot of people don't know of what, what it means to have a lower rate. When you're talking about for your mortgage, you can you have you may have PNC where they have four point seven five. You may have Franklin Mid where your rate may be four point six. I mean, not that much of a difference, but when you're looking at that mortgage payment over time, it definitely make a difference. Another tip I would say as well is to get a pre-approval letter just so when you do put an offer on a house, you are ready to you know, send your offer in as well. Um, that's also a perk of having a good lender because, you know, you don't want to put a higher amount than what you offer a house for on that pre-approval letter because you put higher on that pre-approval letter. People are going to come back and they're going to counter you and they're going to want more money just because they know you qualify for more, right? Making sure that your pre-approval letter basically states exactly how much you're offering. Agree. We don't want to put more on there than you need to because they're going to try to get the most as possible and say that maybe there's another buyer in the market that's outbidding you just so you can bite that bullet and say, hey, I really want this house and you're going to pay more for it than you need to. So the next tip that I think would be really good for first time home buyers is, you know, looking at multiple realtors, right? A lot of times we fall into the trap of going with the realtors that we either find on Zillow or going with the realtors that are, you know, best friend boo-boo different down the street told us about, right? <laughs> I, I think it's so important to find, you know, a realtor that best fits you and not best fits someone else because at the end of the day, you're making this purchase and uh, and, and making sure that, you know, you trust this person is so important. I agree. Um, me, myself, me and my wife, we went through multiple realtors until we found the one that was right for us. We, we tried the open house realtor, gave her our information. Hey, let's look at houses together. We tried, hey, this is our friend. Let's see how good they are as a realtor. Try, hey, this guy is popular on Instagram. He's selling a lot of homes. He must be able to find us one easily. With no and problem. I, see, I think I think there too, right? Just because someone's popular on Instagram does not mean they're a good realtor. I exactly. think that is a big thing as well that people, you know, they get mixed up about, you know, 
reality and what they see on Instagram. Exactly. And they may not specialize in the area that you're looking at. Exactly. And that's a good point, too, because make sure that your realtor, you know, is in tune with you being a first time homebuyer. Right. Because the process for you being a first time homebuyer is definitely going to be different than the process for someone that is an investor. Right. An right. investor, they're going to be more hands off. First time homebuyer. Like, you know, you're probably going to be a little bit more nervous. So that's yeah. why I say, you know, make sure that you and your realtor are definitely on the same page. Definitely agree with that. So the next tip that I think would be really good for first-time home buyers is to go look at the neighborhood during the day, during the night, during the snow, during the rain, during the sleet, <laughs> during a football game, during any time. Go to restaurants in the neighborhood. Truly explore the neighborhood, right? Because, you know, what you see during your day may be different than the neighborhood that you see during the night. A lot of times what is portrayed to you in the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes of, you know, you doing a walkthrough in a house, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be totally different, right? So kind of catch it off guard, uh, just come at random times. That's so important to me as well. I agree. And not only that, but also, if you're not afraid, go knock on the neighbor's door. Go talk to the neighbors. Tell them, hey, I'm, I'm looking to buy this house next door. What do you think of the neighborhood? How long have you been here? Like, you know what? That's so funny that you say that, right? Because I got this guy in my neighborhood now. His name is Earl, right? Old guy. You know, he sits <laughs> outside uh, every day, and you know, I always joke that he's the block captain, right? Because he's always outside, and you know, he watches my house. He literally watches my house, right? So it's like, you know, <laughs> he's my second security system after my home security system. No need it's for Earl. Me. Yeah, just watching my house. So major shout out to Earl for, uh, you know, glad we had that connection. And, you know, really understanding the neighborhood and the people in the neighborhood is so important as well. Exactly. We we came to our house multiple times. We looked at the house in the daytime, at night, just riding by the house frequently just to see how it was. A few times we came here at night, everyone is home after five o'clock. Still multiple parking spots open on the block. Block is quiet. Morning time. Block is quiet. That's like, important. This is our block. Yeah, that's important. That's really important. Now, you you want to you know, especially when you're buying a house, you want to be somewhere that you feel comfortable. Um, and when I say comfortable, I don't just mean emotionally, you know, or physically. I mean financially too. So, I think a big problem that a lot of people do is trying to keep up with the Joneses. They buy a house that's outside of their budget, right? So I will totally suggest that people make a budget and stick with the budget. So important. Uh, don't get caught up in, you know, a house bidding war. If you have a budget, you know, this is how much you can afford. Make sure you stick to that because the last thing you want to do is really be house poor. That is such a bad thing to do with a house is be house poor. It's a beautiful house, but you can't afford it. Stay away from the bidding wars as much as possible because you never know. Someone may have an emotional attachment to it that, you may not know about and you're just trying to outbid them where it means more to them than you and you lose that and or if you win it now you're stuck with the a payment that you can't afford exactly and so on on the flip side of that i would also say as a good tip is make sure you negotiate because one thing that when i was buying my house um after i did the inspection a couple things came back and i was kind of talking to my realtor and i was talking to my mom a little bit about like uh, I only need two or these two or three items of maybe the six things that came back. Mm-hmm. Now, 
and it kind of made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like, oh, I should ask for all six. I knew I should ask for all six, but I'm like, I'll be, I'll be okay if only if they fix two or three. And you know, one thing I really learned is, you know, always ask for more. If they decided to only do a couple, then you know, you still win because you're only expecting them to do a couple, right? So make sure you know you're negotiating and you're getting what you want because at the end of the day, if you don't negotiate properly. You are stuck with those problems and you have to fix those problems. Yeah, exactly. And that's where that putting that three and a half percent down or that five percent down versus the 20 percent comes in handy um, to go back to the top of the conversation. Because if you're putting down less um, in that that seller doesn't fix fix all the problems, you have that extra cash flow to go ahead and fix whatever you're looking to do, whether you, hey, they don't have central air. So I'm going to put the central air in here myself. Or it need to be new windows. They need to be updated. And the sellers say they're not going to fix that. So now I have that extra cash to do that myself. Especially when buying a house. Because you just don't know what's going to go wrong. And so the next and the last tip that we're going to give you guys is to get warranty on your house. Getting a warranty is just so important. You know, and, you know, you never know what's going to go wrong, especially in that first year. Get a warranty. And also make sure you're getting an inspection. None of you out there are Bob the Builder. You're not building this house <laughs> from bottom up. So make sure you guys are getting an inspection as well. Getting an inspection is just so important. Um, it also will help you. I truly look at an inspection as, you know, you may put out, let's say, five or 700. Whatever that they find in your house is going to honestly probably cost more than five or 700. You're actually winning in the long run, getting that stuff fixed so it's not coming out your pocket. And you also feel safe in your own home. So that's what's most important. Putting out 500 is way better than putting out 5,000 in a couple totally months. Agree. Totally uh, agree. And so, if I can add on to that, one thing that I would say is search around for inspectors as well. Don't just go with the inspector that your realtor tells you to go with because they use them all the time. They may not pick up on all of the problems that's wrong or they may overlook things. We went with uh, a company that had no connection with our realtor because we wanted to keep things separate, and it, it worked out for us. We had to we had to get two inspections because of, you know, not selling on one home, but getting that inspector and looking at the reviews and asking different people about it was the best decision because they found a lot of problems that we we didn't want to deal with. I mean, the house that we were going to purchase before this one, it, the, the the furnace didn't even work, so. Uh, that yeah. that was a big deal. And that's important stuff, Tom. Buying a home, make sure you're comfortable with it. So hopefully, you know, you guys are comfortable after listening to us kind of talk about, you know, things we went through and different strategies or different tips to really help you guys as well. If you can leave the listeners with one tip, what would it be? Tip I will look just always look at your home as an investment. In the long run, it's gonna make your money it's gonna make you money. We purchased our home not even a year ago. It was a foreclosure that someone scooped up and had on the market for a low value. We got it, and now we have 42000 in equity in it already. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Awesome. So, first episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. See you next time. Thanks again for listening to They Should Have Told Us Podcast. Hopefully you feel a little bit more informed about the home buying process. Remember, growth comes from trying new things and stepping outside your comfort zone. If you have any questions or topics you would like to be covered on this podcast, feel free to reach out. You can reach me on Instagram or Twitter at They Should Have Told Us. 
or you can reach me on Gmail at they should have told us at gmail.com. Oh yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, rate it, like it, and share it. I'm your host Ty. See you guys next time.